Welcome to the show. This is the Sweet Spot Podcast, a podcast on personal growth. My name is Eva and I'm your host. Today, first of all, I am introducing some music and uh, I have been looking for music online to add to this podcast for a long time. Uh, one time I already, uh, no, two times actually, I asked a composer to 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 produce some music for me but they didn't so I was like okay maybe it's not supposed to be and today I just sat down and recorded some music myself so I'm going to add this here and uh, so that there is not only talking but also a little bit of music because I love music and uh, yeah to get uh, royalty free music or to get music that is paid uh, I, I just can't have my make up my mind so I just recorded something myself so there's that. <laughs> Second of all, I wanted to talk about something that occurred to me. Uh, so I found a quote. I found a quote and it's by Nietzsche. And it's, um, I'm going to tell you about this quote shortly after the music. And then I'm going to tell you why it made me stop and why it made me think. And um, there's a there's a myriads of things I could say about this, but I'm going to talk about the two main topics. Um, and you're going to learn what these are after the music. So let's listen to the music together. That's the music part. And now the quote. This is Friedrich Nietzsche. And he said, or seems to have said, the unselective knowledge drive resembles the indiscriminate sexual drive. Signs of vulgarity. Now that's a bit of a bummer. <laughs> so the knowledge drive is compared to the sexual drive um and both are called a vulgarity um if they are unselective and indiscriminate so sounds to me like how can these two be the same <laughs> so it's the first one like to to a person like me who i i mean i was i was working as a scientist right i was all about knowledge so it seemed to me like why is going for knowledge 
bad because all my life I have indulged in learning so many things. And um, another person might say, but I like uh, the sexual drive. I like to have sex. Why is it bad? And uh, the point is that whenever it's indis indiscriminate or whenever we don't differentiate um, and um, I'm not sure what he means with this, but um, I have the idea in my mind that he talks about the consciousness of it. So I don't know Nietzsche, I don't know enough to interpret this one. But it got me thinking about something where that many people talk about in spirituality. So we have this, this earthly body and um, we probably have understood as humans that there is drives like the sexual drive that if we just let them run and if we just follow that drive without thinking twice, then this be, would be quite vulgar and it would actually lead to things that we don't necessarily want. So we have found ways in our society to, to put limits to this kind of drive. So for example, a religion would have us um, pair up with another person for a lifetime and then have our sexual drive in that connection um, or to, to live that in our connection with this other person and um, otherwise not have it, <laughs> uh, which is obviously not working. So you just have to open your computer, look, look into the internet and uh, the first pictures you see are, I don't know, boobs and butts and uh, it's all like so sexualized. So everything that we suppress also has this shadow part and it comes up everywhere. And even if you don't want to look at it, it really is everywhere. So um, seems to be like the, the less we want to look at it, the more it just pops up everywhere. Now, the sexual drive is considered to be a drive of the flesh, right? It's a drive of the body. Like the, it's a physical thing to most of us. Well, it certainly has emotional and mental and energetical parts, but it's also, it's a procreation, right? It's, it's, it's a physical act of, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a physical act. So if not the physical act, <laughs> um, yet how, how does this need to come to compare this with the mind's activity and the the lust for 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 knowledge yeah the the curiosity that is in also built in into the human being um uh in german it's all, it's actually called neugier so it's actually the lust for new things the lust for learning new things is actually called yeah well it's lust no mm, let me look this up there i looked it up it could be Last, it could also be greed, uh, ravenousness. Okay, I don't know. I've never heard that word. <laughs> um, okay, so um, so there is seems to be a resemblance between these two, but certainly they are not on the same. Um, they don't live in the same uh, 
uh, how do you see how do you say this world so this one is the physical world and the other is the mental world so that's how the comparison doesn't work but how it does work is that there is a drive there's a very very big drive and some people have it some people don't to learn new things to gather knowledge and um, I am certainly one of those people I'm a very curious person and my mind wants to know and wants to know and wants to know everything and then it's hard sometimes to stand in that place where I don't know where the mind doesn't know so I think it's different for different people but we all have brains that want to or we all have minds I should say because brain is the physical part of it we all have minds that yearn for understanding and for making connections and uh, making connections and knowing things makes us also feel safer and uh, that we also when we know things we can plan and when we can plan we can make a situation safer and there's less of opportunities to fail there's less opportunities to uh, you know fall down so to speak so thinking and not the thinking process per se but the the gain of knowledge the learning actually is something that is not only making us feel safe but the process itself also is pleasurable when you learn something new the brain releases um, I don't know what kind of chemicals what kind of hormones uh, I don't know enough about these kind of things but uh, I, I, I stopped learning about these things because it doesn't get me anywhere <laughs> Uh, for now I'm I'm pretty much about spirituality and from that point I can say that my yearning my my lust for knowledge um, has served me well and I I had a good time in school I had a good time uh, uh, at the university and I had a good time um, learning for my PhD and everything um and i didn't like working uh afterwards because there was no not so much learning and also other things weren't as i had expected them but uh the learning part um wasn't there anymore when i finished the school and the university so i i kind of felt betrayed because i thought that um there would be learning all the time and that made me just so happy um, so I understand completely that this this uh, this yearning for more knowledge is actually kind of a and now I had to look this one up as well <laughs> it's a scourge it's a curse um, it's a yeah it's a scourge so it's um, it's a good thing when you have it but when you then yearn for it and cannot get by uh, then it's uh, it just feels so bad so it's like with everything that felt so good one time and then you were hit again and hit again and hit again it's kind of like a um, if you don't get it what then so how can you survive with not knowing how can you survive 
with not getting more of that which felt so good. So <laughs> when I found my uh, meditation teacher, he was uh, a Buddhist monk and uh, he would enjoy the process immensely of asking me whether I had any questions. And sure enough, I would have a ton of questions and I would sit there and hmm, and be quiet and decide which was the most, you know, showing off question, which was the question that I could ask that he would see that I have understood so many things that also I wanted to go deeper. So I wanted to impress him by having the best questions. At least my mind did and I, I felt it and I liked it and I liked asking these questions and the only thing he would ever say was oh okay that's interesting so if you want to have an answer why don't you just sit down and meditate and empty your mind <laughs> the answer will come to you and every time I had I was so I respected him so much I, I didn't even get angry with him I was like oh my god this person this teacher, this monk, he knows so much more about my human nature than I do. And I'm probably stuck in my head. And I'm so proud of asking these questions. Um, and he's laughing at me, but it was such a benign, um, warm uh, smile. And he was like, oh, you're just like a child playing with your mind. And you will see spirituality and the meditation process will make you see the truth beyond the mind and uh, and he was it was just every time I felt it I felt that there was a message in there but it had but it did not come through words it did not come through um, it did not come through the mind and it did not come through the emotion and it certainly didn't come didn't come through any physical activity because all we did was sit there we sat there just like stones <laughs> We sat there on these pillows that were not quite comfortable, that were actually, that don't deserve the name pillows. And we sat there for hours on end and did nothing. We didn't move. We were not allowed to think. We were not allowed to emote and nothing was, we weren't, we weren't doing any, anything. So the only thing that is then possible to have, <laughs> I wanted to say do, but have the only thing that you have is you be <laughs> you are and in that moment where you are where you uh, be <laughs> um, then you see there's just clarity and this laughter bubbles up within and also sometimes the emotional uh, uh, body is also triggered because these layers of emotion are stacked in there and they have to be worked through so that this laughter, this insight, this freedom, this enlightenment can actually be experienced. Um, so this teacher was, he, he was just, it was marvelous. He was sitting there and like every time, like, I don't know, many times a day he would you know, walk through through the room and uh, ask me, hey, um, I see you're still meditating. Do you feel good? Yes, I do feel good. And uh, do you have any questions? Yes, I have questions. Cool. Then you can sit some more and meditate on these questions without having them in your mind. Just empty your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> um, 
it felt like he would have me sit there until the very day that I would be struck by enlightenment, were it not for other needs of the physical body or, you know, the people that would miss me. But he would have me sit there and sit there and sit there. <laughs> and any question that would come up would be surrendered to the universe. And later I found the teachings by David Hawkins and he said, let go, surrender whatever pain, whatever fear, whatever thought, whatever question comes, surrender it to the universe because it's not yours. It just came to you and now you're holding on to it. You're holding on to a fear that doesn't belong to you. It came to you. It wasn't within you before. Now it comes to you and you grab onto it. You hold on to it. Why? Why would you grab fear? Why of all things would you grab and hold on to fear? Let go. <laughs> Don't hold it within yourself. Don't attach yourself to it. <laughs> Just let go. You have a question and it bothers you that you don't know. Well, it's not your question. It just so happened that a question appeared and it got stuck in your mind because the mind liked the question. But it's not its not even the mind that liked the question. It's more like the ego mind. The ego mind which tries to, you know, juice this question because it feels so good to have a question. Oh, there's another Nietzsche quote I would like to add here. There, I found it. And the other quote is, ultimately, it is the desire, not the desired, that we love. So we love the process of desiring. So we, I should say, in this context, the, the ego milks the, 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 the state of desiring and the ego likes the desire so much that it doesn't allow in that which is desired if it comes. So that's the process of just juicing and milking that which is a natural process, namely something is not here, something is coming and it's coming in and we like it. So we desired it and then it's coming and then it's like a that, like the end of the storyline and there's a release and uh, it's a death of a storyline so to speak and the ego doesn't want this kind of death of tension and of desire and of yearning so the ego it feasts on desire now nietzsche said that we love it <laughs> uh I think that's kind of like, uh, I don't think he meant it that way. I don't think he meant that we really love it. It's more like a, like, like it's the dirty pleasure. We love the desire. We say that we love the thing, but actually what we like is this inner state or the ego thrives on this inner state of longing and not having. So in a sense, this is kind of unnatural. It's unnatural to stay in that longing, but there is just this process. It's, it's keeping us from enlightenment. It's keeping us away from our spiritual growth, from our personal growth. If we, if we get stuck in this moment where we juice this yearning, 
and where we just make more of it than it ever is. But there is a very juicy part to it. So there is the very, you know, um, in fear, if we keep the fear um, and if we do this fear, what we get out of it is a certain is a certain sensation of greatness and of danger and of adventure and of uh, hero. We are the hero of the story because there is something that wants to kill us. And uh, when we prolong this feeling of fear uh, and of perilous adventure, then we are the hero of our own journey. And uh, uh, it all gets so melodramatic and juicy and the ego loves this. And if we if we get stuck on I don't deserve this, I don't deserve this, there is a amount, a certain amount of ego in there that will thrive on that feeling of not deserving and whipping ourselves and um making ourselves smaller than we are and this is a power game that we play only with ourselves actually to juice this experience of undeserving and then there's also uh, you can now tell your own story about the sexual drive part but also there is the stories about the I don't know enough so I have to be afraid because I don't know the answer and that's also that's also juicy. It is juicy to not know the answer and beat ourselves up because we don't know it and then we can be the victim and being the victim it's just it gives us so much. It gives us it makes us smaller. Just like I know more than you do. It makes us feel bigger and you know we can look down on the others who don't know as much. So that's also kind of juicy. And this is all so melodramatic and we all do it all the time in our little minds. This is how we add meaning and why we add meaning. Um, so in the first place we added meaning so that we have an orientation in the world. But then ego comes and says, oh, the meaning also can create a feeling state. So ego understands that by, by um, keeping alive a certain belief, by keeping alive a certain storyline about ourselves, we can also create these feeling states that are associated with these mind patterns, with these thoughts and beliefs. And then we can recreate this feeling state all by ourselves. All we have to do is sit and create the storyline within our head and tell ourselves the story again and again like oh they did this to us they are mean and they it's a story about me and so it's all about me and them so in the end it's a story about me and that makes me feel a certain way and it makes me feel righteous and it makes me feel the victim and it makes me feel bigger or smaller or whatever than they are and this is a feeling state and the ego creates this like a like a like a bubble like a like a separate reality within ourselves which has nothing to do with reality outside of ourselves 
but it's a felt reality it's a perceptive reality and it is created from ego <laughs> it is created from ego because you know this 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 mind can be used to create these emotional states and um it just popped into my head like when sometimes when i go through the city or, or drive through the city and i watch people walk past me and sometimes you can see from their sometimes it's just so obvious from their body language from their faces from how they what kind of clothes they wear um the storyline that they hold in their heads and some people have a very very distinct storyline that they tell themselves about themselves so they are the they they are the misunderstood genius or they are the 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 the, the child that was always rejected by mom and dad and um or they were always the golden child and now they have to prove to everybody else that they deserve or <laughs> you know how people get into these roles that society seems to have for us and then they get stuck with them because that's the that's the feeling state that the ego finds produces the most juice produces the most most drama within and we don't even know that this is a drama that we created because it has been our reality for so long but all it is is a drama created by ego mind that tells us our story and this is our place in the society and nothing else and nothing more and nothingness this is our place and this is how it always felt and this is the belief that's underlying that, that we have been carrying around for so long and when you then sit with all these experiences in mind and you just want to ask your teacher is any of this true is there any reality to it or is it all illusion because it feels like a bottomless pit it feels fuck it like a bottomless pit to sit there and everything every experience every belief you ever had comes up and the question is do i have to surrender this too because it has been my my reality for so long and this has been my storyline about who i am who people are who what this world is what this place is what life is i have been you know carried by these beliefs through life for so long and now i'm supposed to let go of them this is the ground that i've been been standing on this is my reality and along comes this teacher smiles at you and says oh child do you want to grow up do you dare to grow up do you dare to look beyond your conditioning do you dare to look beyond your current beliefs that are just happenstance you know if you had grown up in a different time and place you would have co a completely different set of beliefs so why do you want to stick with these if you want to go beyond yes sit down meditate one more hour or two more hours or one more day or one more month or one more year until you find the point where you can actually surrender these beliefs and allow for this ground under your feet to drop away so that you understand whether this was actually a ground to stand on or whether this was just keeping you from your own life's ex life experience and you never touched the ground and you never rooted yourself into earth but you rather rooted yourself into this ego created bubble of reality 
and yeah go get yourself a teacher like that and let them tell you it's all it's all illusion all of it it's kind of it's kind of uh it's fun <laughs> it's so it's, it's it's fucking scary to have your reality taken apart and shattered like this yes and this is this is this is the withdrawal the withdrawal you know you can get it you can get addicted to so many things you can get addicted for example like in this quote sexuality you can get addicted to the sexual drive you can also get addicted to the getting more knowledge getting more knowledge getting more knowledge drive and to stop you from doing it to get away from this um desire and hit me again and desire and hit me again if we understand that the that the mere desire whatever the whatever the desired is the mere desire process is created and prolonged by ego which juices this by creating this bubble of a reality and it captures you and it holds you uh captured and um it's not reality it's just a bubble all the time it's just a bubble like every fucking time it's just a bubble that we create for ourselves nothing wrong with this nothing wrong with this just when you want to see reality you have to understand this process you have to learn that within you is this tendency to create bubbles of reality it's especially so when you meet other people who create their own bubbles of reality all the time if you really want to meet another person don't create this bubble just look at them with an empty mind just look at them and see what there really is if somebody has a very active bubble creator <laughs> a very active ego then your ego might also be get into resonance with that and want to create more bubbles you know sometimes when i walk past people and i think hey i want to say hi you know like you walk the same path every day you see, see the same people and you could just say hello which would be like a nice interaction and they could say hello and they are so up in their heads they're so in their bubble whatever they think about that they don't even see you and uh, usually it doesn't bother me but there are days when my mind then creates this bubble of oh they could just look at me it would be so much nicer why don't they look at me <laughs> and then i'm up in my head and it's kind of like uh it's ca it catches so ego sometimes it catches so uh, yeah there's ego energy and as long as we still have ego, um, that can get into resonance. Yeah. So the juicing, the emotions and telling ourselves stories, um, that's actually quite catchy. <laughs> so that was Nietzsche for today. That was Nietzsche. I think it's enough Nietzsche. Mm. We can, we can get 
we can get this straight right when we have a desire when we have a passion that drives us it's not about the thing it's about the passion that we experience when we do it it's about the thing in the very moment so we can use this knowledge to understand when we are driven by something or when we are passionate about something and when we want to get to the end of something when we do, when we want to go to the release part of the storyline um, then this is probably because ego is trying to steer us it's not natural we are all able to just be whatever the current situation is we are able to just be with it and not die from the amount of desire that is created um, and we can make it easier on us when we understand that we that ego is creating the desire and making it worse and worse and worse and um, that we actually are not victim to ego but we can just decide not to give any more energy into the desire state but to put our energy into the open state of receptivity um, of what is actually here right now of the reality of life so thank you friedrich thank you for these quotes and uh, i found it quite inspiring <laughs> i hope that you also found something interesting in this monologue and maybe also you liked the music if you want to comment on this you can uh, send me a message as always via the anchor.fm slash the minus sweet minus spot minus podcast there's a message button hit me <laughs> hit the button and give me your speech and uh, then there is also the possibility that you can listen to more podcast episodes if you haven't if this is your first there have been more uh, like five or six i think this is the seventh episode so you can click spotify or you can click apple Podcasts, or go to anchor.fm and listen to more episodes of this podcast and there are more to come and because this is now a more and more creative process and i'm trying to make myself more and more free from the rules that my mind thinks that i should obey i don't know if it's going to be same time same place but i sure all the time feel inspired to talk about these kinds of things and i enjoy the process of uncovering new ideas and thoughts and since i now learned <laughs> that that this process um if it's indiscrim indiscriminate then it's vulgar <laughs> since i i'm quite obsessed with this judgment um i will for now understand this such that whenever i find the time to record a podcast episode i will do so because i find this is quite a, um, a beautiful way of doing it and in the rest of my day i will try to not think so much and i'm now so that i have an outlet for this desire to think and to learn more and to expand my view and then the rest of the day i will just be and think of my beautiful vipassana teacher uh, that's it you guys 
Until next time. This is the Sweet Spot Podcast, podcast on personal growth. My name is Eva and I'm your host. Until next time, bye.